What's up, everyone? This is uh, Picks and Pucks podcast coming at ya. This is technically my first episode after last week's trailer. Um, so here we are. We are here for some uh, puck talks today. Um, so how I want to, you know, going forward, schedule these podcasts um, for ho- for the hockey ones anyway. I am going to go into some like stats around the league and where the standings are, maybe some like news and notes and just throw some opinions out there. And then after that, it's going to be all Coyote talk. Um, again, you know, Coyotes news scores possibly just some reactions of how they've played in the last week or so um as you know as far as this one being my first one and we're already like you know a month and a half into the season I'll probably just give like a high level update about them and um yeah we'll go from there so I just want to get this out of the way because it's the biggest topic in the NHL right now and that's of course Don Cherry um he got fired today from his from Hockey Night in Canada, which is, you know, it's a really good thing what happened, honestly. Um, I know he's a Canadian icon. I get it. But you just cannot be saying the things he's saying. Like, everyone appreciates things in their own way. And, you know, just because it's your opinion on what's happening and maybe you're seeing something else does not mean that it's true and the fact that he calls out you people we all know what that means for not buying poppies like that's the biggest deal in the world it's like dude (laughs) really you know white people like you probably do the same shit you know like so many people out there are just hypocritical about everything. And I know Don Cherry is a very big person when it comes to supporting the military and all of that. You know, I've heard those things about him and that's all well and good. But then to think that, you know, people have to support the military by buying poppies, like that's ridiculous. You know, in this day and age, there's so many different ways to show your appreciation, whether it's just a tweet Maybe you know someone in the military and you text them. There's so many different ways. And to make, to, to, to think that, like, you know, people have to go and buy something, they have to use their hard earned money to go buy something. I think that's incredibly ridiculous to just make people do, you know, and to just assume that people should do it. And if people don't do it, you're automatically a bad person. So, see ya, Don Cherry. I we're not gonna miss ya. Your tirades, your whole like drunk uncle act is done. I'm sorry, but it, it's done and it's about time. And on that note, I would personally like to send a thank you out to all veterans, um, no matter who you are, male, female, black, white, any race, doesn't fucking matter. You guys have done the utmost courage, courageous and brave act that really could be done to support your country. And you are so incredibly appreciated. And thank you. Just thank you. All right. Now, on to some hockey talk. Some real hockey talk. Bye-bye, Don Cherry. So, let's get into the standings real quick. So, in the Metro... 
right now. We have uh, Washington in first at 29 points. Uh, the Islanders are at 25 points in second place. And the Flyers are at 22 points in third place in the Metro. This is a live read, by the way. I have not seen these, so there's going to be some interesting reactions coming there. Uh, the Flyers, I you know, and to be fair, I don't watch much of the Eastern teams, so I, you know, I, these are going to be a surprise just because I don't watch it that much. But to see Philly there, like that's, I mean, good for them. I, they they finished really strong last year with uh, Carter Hart being as strong as he was. So it is good to kind of see them up there now. Uh, moving on to the Atlantic, we have Boston at 25 points in first. We have Toronto at 22 points in second, and we have Montreal at 21 points in third. Um, good for them. I mean, good for all those teams. I mean, Boston, that's, I mean, they're not the best team in the league technically right now, but to me, they're always going to be the soundest defensive hockey team in the league, but they have the ability to just score tons of goals on you too. So even though Washington is four points ahead of them, they're still the most complete hockey team, in my opinion. I know Toronto was not doing as well as they should usually be, but now they're finally, you know, coming out and being as good as they are, as they should be anyway. All is not on fire in Toronto, and it never is. So, chill, guys. You got a good team there. <laughs> and Montreal, um, you know, they were right on the cusp last year, so it's good to see them in that spot right now. And as I'm looking this at this right now, the wild the two wild card teams are Pittsburgh and Florida, both at 21 points. So it's a tight race, and it's going to be a tight race the rest of the year, just like it will be in the West, which I'm going to be looking at now. Uh, so in the Central, we got St. Louis at 27 points in first. We have Colorado at 22 points in second, and Nashville at 21 points in third. Now, as a Coyotes fan, I've seen two of these three teams, um, the Coyotes will be playing St. Louis tomorrow. Um, sorry, I'm also recording this on Monday the the 11th. So um, tomorrow is the 12th, of course, if you know the calendar. And so the Coyotes will be playing St. Louis tomorrow. Anyway, um, so the, we've seen Colorado and Nashville. Now, Nashville, they didn't look as strong defensively as they have been in the past, but I know that they've been scoring just off the charts this year, so it doesn't shock me to see them in the race right now. With Colorado at uh, second, I'm actually a little surprised that they're still up there with the loss of Rontanen, and I believe Landeskog is out. Um, I'm, I think they have some other injuries too. I could be wrong, but it's, it's pretty. It's not shocking to see them where they are because they're an insanely talented hockey team. But it is just—it's good to see them getting through these injuries as best as they can and staying in there. And as far as St. Louis goes, I mean, it sounds like they haven't missed a beat. I know they didn't really lose too many players from last year, so they should be right around, you know, where they were last year. So now moving on to the Pacific, uh, we have Edmonton at uh, 26 points in first. We have Calgary in 23 points in second, and. Vancouver, 21 points in third. Now, that's that's an unlikely trio. I mean, we know Vancouver usually starts off hot, but this year it almost feels real in a, in a sense. If they can stay healthy, they should have no issue maintaining this pace. Now, maybe they won't be third in the Pacific necessarily, 
but maybe they'll finish a wild card team. They have the scoring there. There sounds like they're getting the defensive help they need to win these like you know four to three type hockey games. So it's it's good to see them there. Um, Calgary, it's they had a slow start to the year, um, but it's you know good for them for coming back in it. It's to me it seems like their win last week over the Coyotes really propelled them, which you know it sucks as a Coyotes fan. We'll get into that later. But anyway, you know good for them for overcoming their kind of rocky start. And Edmonton, um, yeah. I think every Coyotes fan probably could have predicted this because it's Dave Tippett. We know Dave Tippett. We know he had to kind of change his coaching philosophy for the teams that were here in Arizona because we just did not have any offensive talent. We had to win through defense and goaltending, and he got everything he possibly could out of that roster. So... Now that he finally has players like McDavid and Dreisaitl, personally, I am not that shocked to see them high in the standings. Now, will this last? I don't know. They're they're winning their games definitely on their offense. And in this day and age, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But you start to question whether that is sustainable or not. And... With Mike Smith and Koskinen in the in, in net, it's kind of a toss up at the point at this point. So we'll see what happens with there. The Pacific is completely wide open. Um, so let's get into the wild card. Here we have the wow the, the Jets at twenty one points and the Knights at twenty one points are your top two uh, wild card teams. Although with the win today, the Coyotes would jump into. Actually, like with the win today, the Coyotes would jump up into third in the Pacific unless Vancouver plays and wins, and we'd be in the first wild card. Anyway, um, I'm actually surprised to see Winnipeg there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I mean, with their lack of gold, uh, not goaltending, but lack of defense this year, you know, they they must be winning games on on offense at this point because there's no way they're defending their way to these points. So. That is shocking, but all right. Um, and then, yeah, Vegas, not surprised at all that they're in the playoff hunt. Um, they'll probably be up and down the Pacific this year, but they'll be in the playoffs without a doubt. Um, let's get into some uh, point leaders here. Um, so this is just reading straight off NHL app. Um, the top three in points right now are Leon Dreisaitl at 34, and then David Pasternak and Connor McDavid are both at 30. And are we really shocked by any of this? Because I'm certainly not. I mean, I'm definitely shocked that Leon Dreisaitl has more than Connor McDavid. But I, I, Pasternak is just going off. But I mean, this is really not that shocking. Um, getting into goals, we have Pasternak is at 15. So half of his points are goals half of his points are assists which is I mean that's as balanced as you can get right it, good for him uh, Liam Dreisaitl is at 14 points in second and then we have two players tied for third which is Austin Matthews and Alex Ovechkin um, man I really hope Ovechkin gets close or within striking distance to Gretzky's goal record I mean to be 
alive to see that would be just unreal. I mean, there might be like tiny Gretzky records out there that have been broken in my lifetime. None that come to the top of my head right now, but to see something as monumental as that get broken, man, that would be like, I would have to watch every single game around that time of him breaking it just so I can see that goal happen live. I really hope he gets there. Uh, And then assists, and we'll just cap it here. So assists, we got Leon Dreisaitl and John Carlson at the top at 20, and then Connor McDavid is at 19. So most of Leon Dreisaitl's points are assists, Um, but he's, I mean, both Leon and Connor are definitely all-around players, so they can get their points from anywhere. So, but John Carlson is a sick defenseman. I mean, he's already in the lead for the Norris, obviously, which, of course, the Norris is um, more of of an offensive defenseman trophy these days. They really need to get a defensive defenseman trophy out there because that position is so widely underrated and underappreciated and I'm only I mean I'm not only saying this because Nick Jalmerson would win it like every year and I love him but there are just that position is it's so much different than what John Carlson does and the fact that it's not as appreciated as far as like getting awards and that kind of thing just it's silly so I hope they come up with something there um all right so now let's uh let's get into the coyotes here. Um so it's it's been an interesting season, right? Like October they finally come out strong and you know, this is the kind of start that we coyotes fans have been wanting to see for the longest time. And then the months or the days got closer to November and we just kept seeing that schedule pop up and it's just like oh shit something is gonna happen (laughs) either this team is gonna pull something incredible out of their asses or they're gonna get beaten down and I hate to say it but so far they look beaten down and it's tough right because you don't want to just use the schedule as an excuse of course you never do but it is a factor, and it's a factor that not too many teams have to deal with. Like, they have four back-to-backs this this month. They get two days off in a row twice this month. They play 16 times in the 30 days. That That's, you're literally playing a game every other day. And not only that, but two of these back, two of the four back-to-backs are, are both on the road. You know, last week's Edmonton-Calgary one, that one makes sense. That That's fine. But then you're going today and tomorrow, you're going Washington, D.C., then to St. Louis. You're traveling half the goddamn country just to play the next night. Like, thank God this team has goaltending this year. I mean, could you imagine if we had, you know, Auntie Ranta and, like, Louis Domingue backing up? Like, we, there's no chance we would win but we would have a chance to win both of these games because of that. I mean, not to say that, you know, our our team can't, like, pull something out, but 
it's just it's it's mind blowing that someone looks at this schedule and goes like, yeah, uh, that's okay. We're gonna allow that to happen. Uh, no, it's not okay. We shouldn't have to travel half the country just to then play a game the next night. Like it's ridiculous. And not only that, but then we get a day off after that, and you have to go up to Minnesota, which you know, a St. Louis to Minnesota is not like it's not too bad, but it's still it still make a makes a difference. So I just I just don't get it. I I don't understand how you know, and I I I can I mean, I don't understand how schedules are made. Of course, I know being a math major myself, I know there's a lot of algorithms and a lot of patterns and things that go into it. So there there's I I know it's a, there's a lot to go into it. And I understand that it's a very hard and challenging thing to do. But how do you look at this schedule especially this month and go yeah this is okay this is fine no worries that is what I just don't understand and why something can't be adjusted there anyway enough schedule ranting Um, I'm going to talk about their play a little bit and I hate to say it but right now they look like a fragile hockey team they just can't seem to shut the door defensively like they used to um, and I know last year, you know, they were down forwards and a lot of forwards. So they had to adopt a more defensive style to win games. So, it, you know, clearly this year they are trying to open the game up a lot more and be more offensive. But they've, they're have they losing that defensive identity right now. And that's where the issue is coming from for me. Now, part of that, yes, is having Jalmerson out. He is a rock back there on defense. He is one of the most stabilizing defensive forces in the game, if not the most. So to lose someone like him for an extended amount of time, it's not an easy thing to get through. You, you He's the kind of guy that you want to send out on the next shift after you get a 3-1 to one lead. And we just don't really have that right now. We don't have that lockdown ability that we used to when we get a two goal lead, even a one goal lead, but this last week, you know, the, the, these leads just haven't felt safe at all. And, you know, it just guys are not, it it seems like they're just not covering, you know, the lanes in the defensive zone as well as they should, as well as they could be. It's almost just like they're, they're all overthinking the game out there. And that they ran into that problem a little bit early on last year too. It, it seems like, you know, that that's what they didn't do in October. They were just playing, and that's the difference between this team. If they start overthinking things, that's where they start having no success whatsoever. And we see that on the power play all the time. They, they're just thinking way too much, you know? And this game is so fast that if you think even a second longer than you should... You're going to be five steps behind. So, you know, hopefully this changes tonight because they're playing Washington and that's, it's not going to be an easy challenge. And I have to wrap this up soon because there's like eight minutes till the game. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so if they can just start playing more naturally and just trusting that system and just being their identity, playing simple defense, playing a high intensity four check they'll have success they can beat anyone in the league because they have 
the best goalies in the league. You know, maybe not statistically, but they have incredible goalies who will make differences for this team. So if they can just get back to that simple defense-first mentality, but then that that transition, that, that high-intensity transition game, high-intensity forecheck, they'll be okay. You know, this this month is is absolutely going to test them, and it is testing them. I, they are, what, 500 right now in this month? They just need to find a way to get out of Nove- November in a playoff spot, and to me, that'll be a success. I don't care how they do it. it. I don't care if it's ugly, but if they can just find a way to get out of this month in a playoff spot, they're set up for success going forward. We get Jalmerson back around Christmas time, I think Craig Morgan has said. So, you know, just keep going. Get in a playoff spot out of this month. They'll be okay. I, I really believe that they'll be okay. They just, they're just overthinking the game right now and just having some bad habits creep in. But they'll be okay. I promise. They'll be okay. So, I think that'll about wrap it up. Time to go uh, watch the Coyotes hopefully look competitive tonight against the Capitals, who are, you know, the best team in the league. And we're going to, we're about to see why, I think, tonight. So, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you all have a great Veterans Day. And uh, let's go, Coyotes!